Hi everyone, welcome to Wildly Becoming. I'm your host, Rachel Bain. Our stories hold the power to help others overcome. Join us each week to hear incredible real life stories from our guests. We are wildly becoming who God created us to be. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello everyone, thanks again for tuning in to Wildly Becoming. Want to thank our sponsor, Clinton Coble State Farm, located in Dayton, Ohio. I'm really excited about our guest today. He has been a friend of mine for a few years. He's wild and crazy, Andrew Medikaitis. He is the host of Dayton's late night TV show, Gym City Tonight, and he is also the ambassador, regional vice president for the Dayton chapter of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, as well as the co-chair for the Dayton Out of Darkness Walk. Andrew, thanks for joining us today. Happy to be here. Thank you. Like I said, this is this is role reversal for me. Normally, I'm the one behind the mic, so but I'm enjoying it. This is going to be fun. Yeah, we know you like that control. Okay. All right, we're kicking it off. All right, right out of the gate. All right, bring it. I should have also added that Andrew is a comedian at Wiley's Comedy Club and probably a lot of other places. A couple different places, but yes, you've seen me perform. You you know this is going to be fun. It is going to be fun. So the reason I wanted to have Andrew on today's show, besides the fact that he is awesome, is because a lot of Christians, I feel like, churches worldwide this is a real problem for people in the christian community dealing with depression anxiety and suicide and suicide awareness is something near and dear to andrew's heart i have a lot of friends that have been affected by suicide i know a lot of people that have struggled with suicidal thoughts themselves so andrew can you shed some light on some things that you do with your dayton chapter to help people in this area one of the biggest things that we've been, AFSD has been doing over the years is reducing the stigma about talking about mental illness. I suffer from depression and bipolar myself, but 20 years ago, you know, I'm a macho man. I'm, I play rugby. I don't have a mental illness. That's, that's not a thing we talk about. Yet it's so prevalent, not only with normal community, but especially in the military and first responders, which I was. So we've been shedding light and as it's been coming to the forefront, a lot of groups, which is very comforting, it's comforting, but it's not that groups are coming to us like, listen, we have, you know, there we've seen a rise, especially after 2020, you know, we've seen a rise in, you know, African-American communities. We've seen a rise in Christian communities. We've seen a rise in just people in general opening up and being like, I suffer from this. I mean, and we always talked about one of the biggest things we kind of helped to end the stigma is if you had a cold, you'd go see a doctor, you had a broken bone, you'd go to a hospital. What's wrong with going to a mental, like a, someone for depression or bipolar. So one of the things we've really been reaching out to with groups and communities, and I've been speaking at colleges and schools for going on almost 10 years now, telling my story about my attempt in college, my loss of my cousin, um, Sorry, kind of that part kind of gets me choked up. Um, and my four other friends. So we've been really, the conversation is there. It's the 10th leading cause of death in the country. And it's the only one that's truly preventable by help and communication. So we've been really kind of shedding some light in areas where it just wasn't comfortable to talk about it. So that's one of the things I love about AFSP. They spend a lot of time talking about 
are creating material. They've been partnering with Rifles Association about gun safety and gun locks. They've partnered with churches about talking about faith, which is one of the reasons I'm so excited to be with you today. They've been talking about, you know, it's not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength. So it's the education we've been really reaching out with. I love that. Two points you brought up. One is the stigma with mental illness. And I think that really impacts a lot of Christians. Last year, I remember a story where a pastor in California took his own life. And how tragic is that? That just because we're people of faith, we feel like there has to be a stigma there with mental illness. Or like you also said, the medicine part. My friend was like, you know, Rachel, she was telling me how her husband helped her come to the decision to take medicine. And she said the same thing you said, that if our bodies get sick, we take medicine. So why would it be any different if our brain wasn't well? And that really hit me. So I'm grateful that you are out there advocating this for all people so many people need help so many people need to know that they're not alone i love that about you a lot of times on your social media you will remind people that they're not alone the parallel that i've found because i've spoken to church groups i've spoken to christian groups i'm talking to me in a in a baptist church on a sunday morning in a suit lord hallelujah i can i can rally a crowd up but It's really, really good because there's so many parallels, faith, hope, compassion, you know, you're no longer like the thing I love about religion. I went to Catholic school for years. The thing I love about religion is it's a group. You're a part of a group. You're a part of a church. You're a part of a, you know, coffee group or whatever you do, but it's a group. And now, unfortunately, sometimes when we say we've set it at our walks, being affected by suicide, which 60% of people are always affected by suicide and one in five people have a mental illness. You're a part of a group that we don't necessarily want to be a part of losing a partner, losing a loved one, losing a coworker. We're a part of a group. We don't want to be, but the thing we focus on is that we're a group and there is support and there is love and it might not be under a steeple, but it, it's going to be someplace where we can gather and talk, whether it's the walk whether it's, you know, a random, cause we do, we have a support group that's meeting once a month before COVID happened. We're still doing it online. We all get together, even us who run the walk, like we need help too. I speak to someone, I reach out to my friends, including you, but I'm struggling. So, but it's a part of a group. And that's the one thing that people need to realize that there is support. You go to church on Sundays or Saturdays or Thursdays, you're, you're, wanting, you're wanting support and love, and that's what we offer. So there's very, very great parallels between the two. So, Andrew, how would someone reach out to be a part of that support group? How would they get in contact with you? You can go onto AFSP.org and look up your local chapter. And on it, because this is how we work, on it is my personal cell phone and my personal email. And if you need it, I work the hotline twice a month, but if you need to, I've had random people just reach out. NAMI is a good one, National Alliance of Mental Illness. They will reach out to us as well. Obviously the Suicide Awareness Hotline, that is a phenomenal resource as well. But if you just wanted to get a hold of us, you know, you can look out the Out of Darkness Walk in Dayton. We're the only one, we're the only walk for an hour. Close Cincinnati's the closest to us. But you can just go to the website and you can look up my information. 
Do you have an actual date set yet for your out of darkness walk in 2021? October 17th, we are fingers crossed and sending all the prayers out to everybody everywhere that we're going to be able to be in person. Last year was a little bit weird for us. It was a little bit weird for everybody, actually. But we did a drive through because we know that the walk still means so many people. And we probably had probably about 100 cars. And those cars were one. Some cars had one people. Some car had five people in it. So we definitely we you know, we still handed out the beads. We handed out, you know, informational bags or, you know, uh, where you can go to turn local shelters and things like that. So even if we still can't gather in mass numbers like that, don't worry, we're still going to have it. Great. So October 17th. And what if someone would like to volunteer for that event? How should they reach out? Same thing. Go to AFSP.org, look up your local chapter, and you can register yourself. And then uh, during your registry, because we want everyone to sign up, because we like those lists. We send emails out about events going on. We're planning. And then what you can do is in that, you can sign up to volunteer. I get that email directly, actually. So I'll know, and I'm going to come bug you and get your butt there and make sure that, you know, a lot of people are a lot of our volunteers it's affected them personally. So this is almost cathartic for them. It's almost a healing and, and a way to give back. So, but then we're going to try to have an event in May. Uh, we do a kickoff event. We didn't do it last year because we couldn't, but we generally have a kickoff event with sponsors and kind of like a fair, just like we have first responders there. Um, Boston Stoker shows up, there's coffee, there's food, there's, I don't care. Bring your puppies. I don't care. Bring. It's just, it's just fun because a lot of the times when people think suicide, they think it's very morose. It's very, you know, macabre. It's very sad. And it is, but it doesn't always need to be that. It needs to be an open venue and conduit for people to express their emotions, talk about what they're going through and really understand that you're not alone and you never will be. Absolutely. So we're going to have an event then in September uh, because I know you and I like tattoos. Um, we partnered with Cloak and Dagger two years ago. We couldn't do it last year, but we partnered with them to do a tattoo fundraiser. A lot of people want to get initials. A lot of people do Roman numerals or whatever. You can do whatever you want and the donation will go to us. So we've been partnering with them. They're great, but we're going to try to do, because the walk was only once a year. So we're really trying to be prevalent in the forefront of people's minds. Like, Hey, we're here. You want to talk? We're good. We've been promoting the monthly meeting, the monthly zooms, you know, we're here. You want to talk, you want to do this, you want to chat people like you reaching out, knowing that it's, it's there is really, really helpful. So I'm glad you reached out. Oh, absolutely. We definitely support you in all of your endeavors with this. It is so important. People really, really need to have someone there like you to listen and know that they're not alone. If you are listening today and you are struggling, please reach out to Andrew, go to ASP.org, or you can also call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And that number is 1-800-273-8255. Yes. Are you trying to take over my show, Andrew? I would never do such a thing. You would. Utterly crazy. But I don't know what you're talking about. Never, dear. Never. Okay. So we are going to end this on a lighthearted note. And I have a very important question for you. My pleasure. 
Okay. My question for you is, and this actually terrifies me asking you, remember this is a Christian <laughs> podcast. Okay. Okay. I don't where this is going, actually. I'm sitting up in my chair. What? What? What's the wildest thing you have ever done? When I was in college, because this is a Christian show, I stole my nickname for those who don't know or don't know me. And I know, you know, my nickname is Hollywood. It's been that forever. As long as I can remember when I was a little kid, I was in diapers. I think when I came out of the womb, I looked at the doctor and I'm like, hey, doc, how you doing tonight? Thanks for the delivery. Mom, how you feeling? <laughs> like, I've always been just on that kind of thing. And it's, it's kind of a gift because I like helping people, making people laugh. But I purposefully backed into a street sign to knock it down and stole Hollywood Drive so I could have it in my dorm. Get out of here. Do you still have it? Still have it. Yes, no, I do. No, you don't. I, I need you to text me a picture of that. Well, that's <laughs> a good, yeah, that's I, a good I, wild I story. It was in this random little neighborhood. It was like eight o'clock. So people were still up, but they weren't worried if they were going to hear a loud bang. <laughs> and I, I slammed it in reverse, hit it and knocked it down. And then I took the ratchet. And then my girlfriend at the time, we switched seats. She was driving, took the ratchet, took it off the post. And I was like, go, 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 go. So, yes, the, the Virginia police want to come get me. I have stolen a street sign. Oh, my goodness. That's that's a good story. <laughs> Truly, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate you giving your time to be on the show today. This is such a sensitive, serious matter. And we want to help everyone that we possibly can. I know that's both of our hearts. So if you are listening today, remember you are not alone. Any last words, Andrew? Just know that it's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength to stand up and be part of a movement that really needs to be talked about. Know that your voice, if you're listening to this today, know that your voice is one that needs to be heard. And remember, you're not alone and you never will be. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate that. It makes me emotional. Um, we are definitely praying for all of you that were listening today that have been impacted by this or struggle with suicidal thoughts. Please reach out for help. Thank you again to Clinton Copel State Farm, our sponsor. Before we go today, I've got my friend Jill Cotterman back here in the studio with me, and we just want to share a little bit of perspective regarding ending the stigma of mental illness, and definitely suicide awareness, as Andrew was saying, but around the Christian faith. You know, for those who love Jesus today, and you're listening, or your friend or family member might be depressed, or has been struggling with suicidal thoughts, we want you to know that Jesus loves you, and there needs to be no stigma attached to this. Yep. We were talking about how to love and care for those around us depressed. And Jill was telling me a really interesting story. Jill, do you mind to share that? Sure. I had witnessed a pastor say, if you're depressed, then you're doing it wrong. And that really, really bothered me because you're not doing it wrong. Yes, there is joy in the Lord. Yes, there is a new day. Yes, there is a new dawn. But I tell you what, 
with mental illness, it's not just about being demon possessed. It is more about, for a lot of us, a chemical imbalance. I have a person very close to me and I had asked them what made them not follow through with an actual, you know, taking of their own life. And they said they did not want their mom to have to find them. And you even said something similar that resonated with you, Rach. Yeah, I used to work with veterans that suffer from PTSD and heard a story once of a veteran that had a loaded gun in his hand and he wanted to take his life. And he felt a nudge on his arm and it was his dog. And he looked down and he saw his dog and realized, if I do this, nobody is going to be here to take my dog. And while we know that that is God's way of intervening, Mm -hmm. these are things that people really go through when they're in those moments. And it's important to know that you can have a safe person, have a safe person that you can reach out to. Don't be afraid to get help. We've known lots of people that love Jesus that are afraid to get help because they're afraid they're going to be judged. Right. They're quote unquote doing it wrong. (laughs) Right. You're not doing it wrong. I promise. And I do think that when you have a friend that you see that is suffering from a mental illness, uh, depression, anxiety, anything, it, it can look different to different people. And I think a lot of people try to push people away. And you have to remember when somebody is going through this, you have to remember it's hard for somebody that's never been through it to understand There are days when sometimes somebody can't even get their head off the pillow. They can't even get out of bed. They can't even brush their hair and their teeth. They can't even take care of their own needs because they're so depressed and down. So you have to sort of be aware and give them some grace. Maybe not necessarily don't take it so personal. Maybe they're not really pushing you yourself away. They just don't know how to even deal with life. They can't. They just... It's a moment by moment, breath by breath for some people. And I pray and encourage those that feel like they're just breathing. Keep breathing. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's message to know that you are not alone. And if you need to get help, that is okay. We encourage you to reach out and get help. Have a friend, have a safe person, have a plan in place especially if you know you're struggling with this. And you know what? It's also okay if you do need to take medicine. That's another thing that we need to end the stigma with this whole medicine thing in the Christian realm. Over the years as a women's and children's pastor, I have also heard so many people say that because they know they're depressed, they take medicine and they have this illness that they think that God can't use them. Or that there must not be a plan for their life. But if you're listening today, please know, and if that's you, you have gifts and talents that God placed within you to be used. Absolutely. Do not shrink back in fear thinking that you are not worthy enough to do those things. There is not a single person alive that doesn't have a struggle. That might be your struggle But God still has a plan for your life, and he still wants to use you for his kingdom purposes and to encourage and empower others. And your story of how you suffer will be what helps someone else overcome and keep pressing on. So if you are listening today, we hope that we've helped encourage your heart. 
please reach out to us if you need to talk. It's Rachel Bain Ministries on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much, Jill. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Rachel Bain Ministries. Send me a message or leave a comment and I'd love to get back to you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast by clicking the subscribe button. Remember, you are wildly becoming who God created you to be. The Shine FM Podcast Network.